You know, we're, we're having all kinds of trouble with uh with uh copyright, uh, copyrights, and uh, no and, and our 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 beautiful my beautiful music our beautiful music got ripped off, yes. ripped away, and now uh, but oh no, I, that's why I sang in a different key. Yeah, that's <laughs> off the uh, algorithm. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, first of all, let me uh, let me just say that the uh, the creepy thing down there, that creepy <laughs> thing over there, yeah, that's that's actually a uh, a, a Bill Waterston puppet, um, <laughs> and, and this is Jeff White, and these guys, these these are the amazing creatures, <laughs> uh, creatures that came up that that came up with. Dave made a maze, and, uh, and, and I have to tell you, even up to yesterday, yesterday I was in a podcast uh, for uh, Scarefest, and I was absolutely 100% raging about you people. He was. Oh, thank you. I, I, I was. Hey, listen. Uh, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> what, what? Hey, LaHose, wasn't I? That was super sweet. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. No, no, I won't do the whole interview as a puppet. Yeah, yeah please, please. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah. wait. <laughs> oh my God, I you I'm know gonna what? have a heart attack here. I can't. I yeah, can't. I, I have, I have to say that Jesus. that uh, I've been accused of having a little too much fun before, <laughs> and I have a deep, deep feeling. That you might be the one that's having a little too much fun. Yeah, too much fun, Bill. Too much fun. Oh, you know. Jeez, Bill. Hey, what happened? Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Okay. The old choice. Now. It's sweaty under there. I don't know how. Yeah, yeah. John Morrison did it. Yeah. Well, guys, welcome to the rabbit hole. Hey, thank you, thank you. Ah, you are. It is so. So I have to. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're you're becoming, or you just were. Don't play with that majora. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So let me explain why why I have these guys on. These guys made a film. It's called Dave Made a Maze. That I personally think is possibly one of the most creative. Uh, uh, films that that has crossed my consciousness uh in the last couple of years and uh i there's just no way i can say enough good things about it uh so uh uh let me introduce first bill bill waterson and jeff white and you guys can 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 uh starting with bill you guys can tell who you are and and what you've done to make this happen (laughs) Uh, my name is Bill Watterson. It's it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to meet you guys. Huge fan of, of so much of the work you've done, including this podcast. Um, <laughs> I uh, I directed the film as my feature film directorial debut, um, and I uh, had a, a bit of a hand in the script with Steve Sears. He's the he's the writer. It's probably eighty percent, ninety percent his work. He created the world, but then he was kind enough to let me in, and we were co-writing the script right up until uh, and honestly through pre-production. 
Um, <laughs> been there. <yeah. laughs> been there. Actually, and post-production. We wrote, we wrote an extra scene. Uh, we can talk about that later. But uh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> I directed no, the movie no, anyway. Please, please <laughs> hold that moment and and because I want to hear that story. See, I got to get used to which which is screen direction here. Is is I'm always <laughs> fighting this. It's like, oh, there you are over there, and 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 I'm actually feel like I'm reaching off camera. But you know, right, there, right. there you go. So there you go, Mac. Uh, oh, nice. there you. Okay, oh, nice layout. Yeah. What was your fault? <laughs> it was all my fault. Uh, I'm Jeff White. I was the art director on this um, little extravaganza. Did some production design in there. And, I was going to um, say, I was going to say, <laughs> more than some. Basically, I was in the trenches making it happen, making cardboard stand every night or every day. <laughs> so. That so, is a lot of cardboard. That <laughs> is a lot of cardboard. Oh my god! Uh, I would say, oh my god, a hundred percent of that cardboard was found. We didn't buy any cardboard, by the way. Really? That was all nice. stuff we went dumpster diving. Um, in fact, we ran out in the first two weeks, and yep. my, <laughs> the first week we ran out, and then we were frantic, frantically trying to find more cardboard. And then, so the producer and I, John C. Meyer, we walked around the neighborhood, which happened to be like in that Glendale area, right? kind of industrial zone. And we walked around one way. And as we were coming back, we found a building right next to our building that was solar, like they sold solar panels. And next to them was a 50 yard dumpster full of all the cardboard that they sold, that they wrapped the solar panels in. And from that point forward, we would start our morning in their dumpster, yanking cardboard out of their dumpster every morning for <laughs> that's 20 a quick days recycle straight. right there. That, that's yeah. what that yeah. is. Yeah. And um, then at, at the end of the show, we just put it right back in there. Right. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> so, how, how many razor blades did you go through? Oh, thousands. Uh, Thou- many of them went be- through my. Many of them went through my fingers. Yeah, I could bet. <laughs> Honestly, I'm still shocked that uh, that there were no injuries on that. Oh. On the, just because of the lack of sleep, the, the no time for turnaround, the sheer number of bodies on set, many of whom you know weren't used to working with hot glue guns and, and box cutters and things like that, um, and how cramped it was, uh, and how exhausted we were. It's just a miracle. I remember John Meyer, the producer, said, on, I think it was on the last day or the second to last day, he grabbed this big pile of used cardboard and lifted it up, and there was a box cutter blade oh. up like that. Right. He, I hope ah. nobody saw that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know no no serious injuries. I mean, we all have. Even I have glue gun burns. But uh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that was a. You know the way that I I got to the point of using glue guns after after a couple of years of working down there is a uh, just a, a twelve inch glue gun and a torch. Wow. Yeah. I swear. I, I once you've done that. Once you've done that once, you you look you look at a at a glue gun at, as an inadequate weapon. You know, it, 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 it's like Bring a guy it who walks around all day long with it. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like a guy who walks around with an AK forty seven. You know, <laughs> in a war, and, and and you hand and you hand him a twenty a twenty two uh, pellet pistol. 
right? That was exactly. I I saw her. It was like bring bring me my hot glue gun, and they'd come up and they would literally bring a torch. <laughs> Wow. And, and a bunch of glue, a bunch of twelve-inch long glue sticks. And, I don't and know there's that... a tip. Trust me when I say there's a tip that you could have used a while back. <laughs> I don't know about the cardboard though. That might we might have had a different movie on our hands. Yeah, <laughs> right. A lot, a lot of flammable, a lot of flammable material. <laughs> yeah, Dave builds a yeah. bonfire. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave made Dave and made a bonfire. Yeah. <laughs> Dave goes to court. Yeah. <laughs> Dave made a three alarm blaze. Yeah. <laughs> Dave doesn't follow the fire ordinance. That's uh, right. <laughs> By the way, that either. <laughs> speak about speak about which uh, fire. Were you actually on an actual stage, or were you following um, uh, uh, warehouse regulations? Well, we are on an actual stage. Let me do the quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a Glen, in Glendale, there aren't a lot of actual stages, yeah. but there are a lot of actual stages. Yeah. Yes, it, it was like a place intended to be a stage. What? Like sixty-five by forty-three feet or something like that. Not a big space. Yeah. It wow. Was. So we had them. They built the they built the lighting grid. They put they installed the lighting grid like a week before we we came in. Um, yeah. So we did have a grid. Uh, but really, we only once Jeff built the apartment. Yeah, that was it. I mean, we had the room for the apartment and some gear. Um, really? And, so, so you're literally yeah. taking down all that stuff and then starting again. All of the walls were repurposed. Jeff, you you can talk ah. more about this, but you got a theatrical background, yeah. so you're used to flipping walls and using using um, uh, yeah, flats for multi-purposes and stuff. Yeah, so we did all the we when I designed the apartment. So you you go into the apartment, then there's a kitchen and a bedroom, bathroom, and then I made it so all of those units will become other things. Right. And and we planned it out so the kitchen, like for instance, the kitchen uh, was the ma major room or whatever, and then the the like the bedroom was the maze where where they go in and the yarn is going everywhere. Right. So right. we repurposed that several times. So we could essentially after the apartment was done, we could have three locations and a fourth small one if we wanted to. So right. we would be setting up one while we're shooting in the other. Now, how long would it take you to actually to because I'm assuming that you couldn't just build a wall uh, that was completely uh, and just move the walls in. So how, how long would it uh, I mean, you weren't doing that overnight, were you? Yeah, so we were doing it like we would set up a we, like, for instance, that that set that had the little yarn pieces in it. When you go into right. there, um, we start we set that up uh, as we were leaving uh, on the night. So we we had to be out of the building at six, or was that right, six? Okay. So okay, if we had to be out at eight, we we started setting it up at seven. When we got there in the morning, we get there at eight and then um, we were shooting by nine and then we had it torn down and a new set was going in there by noon. So <laughs> we would set, we would just set it up and tear Don't it recommend down. It. Yeah. And so yeah, what I in between like ro rolls and you, if you're watching the dailies every time it's like, okay, cut immediately you hear Jeff and company like, we're going for another take. We're going for another take. And then they slow down. Get quiet. Like we drills take. in our hands. Yeah. Like uh, uh, oh, all, all day, all day, every day. 
crazy. Um, you, oh, you my know, God. The walls I would do, I would prep them. So I would have regular theater flats or TV flats, and then we would cover them in cardboard. So they would kind of be prepped. So we oh, could do that yeah, outside. Okay. We would do that right. outside, and then we would slide. In some cases, we couldn't do it because the walls were already in there, and we would just redress that with new cardboard. But because we would get from the solar panel place, we could get uh, – they were four-by-eight sheets of, of cardboard. We could do a four-by-sheet that we would throw up onto a, t- a wall. You we, know, also, before, you know. we were very lucky in that the, the aesthetic of the movie, you know, it's on the page – is this artist who works with his hands. So, right. so, which is A, why we had to do all practical effects and sets, um, right. or would it, it wouldn't have rang true at all. Um, right. And B, we, what we, we kept calling it jankiness. Like the, it just, yeah. it, 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 you wanted to see the Drew gun glips and the, the pencil marks. Yeah. And right, no. So I, a lot I, of times you could just get 10 people to just quick glue. Plus it has such a strong overall look. That there's there's yeah. no way that you can that you can focus on yeah I mean you you're an art director you're a production designer and you you understand what I what I mean by oh the overall look is so strong that you can stop concentrating on on a small section of it mm-hmm. uh, to let the overall you know yeah. Hit, yeah. Hit, yeah. smack you in the face which is totally what's happening every moment there. And for, right. you know, we kept saying perfection is the enemy. Although Jeff, you, I know you had to pull Murnane away because he was so he loved those details so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, we, dude, one, dude, of, dude, one dude. of the lead artists just <laughs> obsessing yeah. over like something that oh, is oh. like the a, a miniature like like the window panel that's in the background <laughs> of a shot. And he's like, fine, you'd be going, and I'm like, you're okay, done. Mike, you're, you're done. done. And he goes, but, but what about that? I'm like, no, you're done. And he's like, but that one, I go, it's it's finished. I, uh, I, I, and, did a, I, I did a pilot once called Mantis. And uh, and we had, we, we, we in the, uh, what was supposed to be the interior of the Mantis's lair, we had these enormous plexiglass, um, tanks that were only maybe about this deep, this wide, right. To put bubblers in the bottom, you know, to, to come up and to give you this feeling that you were, you know, all under, under the sea. Right. right. And uh, we just had this, this one bubbler kept floating up, right. You know, just enough to drive you nuts. And, and it's up on this platform and I'm between takes up there with trying trying to like go down in between that slot right behind the bubbler just with a sticks and everything and and of course the effect of no sleep right, right? Yeah. absolutely no, yeah. never enough sleep right you never right. enough sleep um and 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 production and this is the argument the friction between production and our department is like well we're trying to get this right we're trying to right. get this right. And they're trying to say right. this stupid stuff. Oh, well, we're trying to get it on film. And I'm up there <laughs> down on this thing. And, and I'm like, hold on, hold on. Just give me a minute. And, and, and finally, they were, they're all yelling at me now. The whole, the whole crew is, get the fuck off that set. And I turned <laughs> around so fast, I forgot that I was like eight feet high and, and just standing on like a, a six-inch ledge. Right, you know, trying to shut that thing down, and and I just turned around into the air. <laughs> oh no! 
fell right down. <laughs> oh, boy, no. Oh, yeah, that didn't, that didn't feel good. But I, but <laughs> I understand obsession. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think yeah. I think that attention to detail pays off in a lot of ways. Like I think I, I and I'm, just, I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm, I'm hoping I'll say I'm hoping that the movie has value with repeated viewings because of those kinds of details that that show up over time that you don't necessarily well, sort seen of absorbing times. on a subconscious. <laughs> You're absorbing them on a subconscious level when you're watching it, but then when you go back to evaluate, I've only seen it five times. I have to say that you might be right. (laughs) I have a question. Yeah, Uh, this this guy's this two questions. One for Jeff. One for Bill. Jeff, uh, the retro keyboard box is that an in joke? Like that piece of cardboard? Like is that there for a reason, or is that just random? (laughs) <laughs> well, it it, it is. Yeah, you want me to go get script. it? <laughs> go get it. No, you have to. <laughs> no it's, it's in it's in the script that he has his he p- starts playing the keyboard, and so it's written there that that we see the keyboard box on the wall, and then it gr- the keys on there grow into that room. Right, grow so in. That, it's, yeah, that is part of the thing. But there are some inside jokes in there. And um, like, for instance, the guy that plays the keyboard on the box, mm-hmm. that's Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is! <laughs> so we... I gave the sketch to a great uh, digital artist of mine. It's named Joe Berryhill. He does great work. And he came up with that. And then uh, this is the other inside joke. So <laughs> my brother, my brother's name is Ken. Ah. So this was made by Ken's bro. <laughs> oh, got it. There's got another it. one. There's another one. The model of the keyboard is the the BW140, the Bill Watterson 140. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the other question? Yeah, we try to have fun. We try to have fun. And for Bill, the other question, uh, what cameras were used? We shot all on the uh, Aria Alexa. Um, i trying to remember the specifics. John Bowl, the DP, Jonathan Bowl, had just purchased it. So it was brand new. Uh, and I think it was a, a dock size, more of a dock size camera because their space was so limited. Ah, and there was so, yeah. much, so much handheld. I don't know why I'm doing this. You know what handheld is. Um, that he, you know, he he wanted to make sure he had enough space to be able to really play. Excellent. Okay. Uh, there was just a lot yeah. of scenes in there that, that looked familiar to other things that I saw uh, shot recently. And I was just Ooh. like, oh, wow. Just the, the way that the lighting uh, is, is captured on certain scenes, it's just phenomenal. I'd have to yeah. say uh, two things yeah. that stand out would be the puppet sequence uh, where they're like dying and being chased like that's crazy i love the light the way the lighting looks and then also whenever he's in that weird like cardboard tube with all the lights poking through that is yeah. so yeah we got, we got really lucky jeff i don't know if you remember this but we you know there were a lot of parts in the script where it's like they're in a corridor they're in a hallway they're in a this um right and as, as and that's, said john that's, yeah very difficult when you when it says uh but take it from the the guy who filmed Nightmare on Elm Streets that the Nightmare on Elm Street hallway was like ever present right and trying to do something different right? Interesting. yeah That's valuable yeah. Um, it's the does it have to be a light bulb 
Right. Which, the, the classic art director joke. You know, how, how does an art, how many how many art directors does it take to change a light bulb? Does it have to be a light bulb? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, we we got we got lucky in that you know as Jeff said John went around and, and we drove a cube truck to targets and um, you know just anyone who had dumpsters and loaded it up but we also he was really smart he went to American Apparel an American Apparel warehouse and that's where we got the um, spindles that ended up being the spike bed that killed the guy oh, from right, right. yes and then um, we saw this these stacks of sheets of cardboard we were so excited we grabbed them and they all had these holes in them and we were like ah shit and like, ah, you know what <laughs> take them anyway take them anyway we might have a reason we might come up with something and then right. you know jeff this is what i don't know if you remember we were at the build space which was tiny um yeah and uh we had the, the stack of pallets with the holes in them and we're like do we have enough to do a tunnel um like a heck is oh. it it's like a hexagonal yeah tunnel. Um, yeah, well, or no, it's just just five sides. I think anyway. you were asking. I think you were just asking me what are we gonna do with these, and I said, and then I was looking at them, and I was like, oh, well, what if we did a Kubrick hallway? That's right. what we kept That's, we nicknamed yes. it. Yes, I was that. I was gonna say that. <laughs> Although, for, to me personally, to me personally, it's the Bespin hallway. It's always been yes. a hallway. Yes, but but I'm I understand. Not the the you know, has, I, I, I think that that. I, I think it. that your budget indicates that there was actual gravity in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just oh, saying. there was a severe lack of Lando as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, uh, was a lot of, it was a lot of that. It was a lot of like, all right, well, what I, do we have? Yes. Let's make something yeah. interesting out of what we have. Like the playing yeah. cards, obviously it feels very Alice in Wonderland and has that, that reference, but that wasn't in the script. The producer just had... Uh, for some reason, he had a case of playing cards and like Amstel light playing cards. And we were like, all right, well, then that's one hallway. It'll be playing cards and they can dangle and then we'll have a king and queen. And yeah. Yeah. You can I, see I think... the. Yeah. Oh, one thing I did really want to bring up um, the yarn. Whose concept was it that uh, yarn was blood? This, okay. Let me see if I remember this right, because this was a long time ago. If I remember right, the, definitely the early drafts of the script was blood. It was much more straight horror. Um, right. And we were trying to get teammates on board, production companies, trying to get some production support, because the initial idea wasn't to do it entirely independently. It was just, you know, where can we get some funding and some production support? And we were at... Yeah, yeah. It ended up being entirely independently, but we were at, um, we were at a production company. There were like eight of us. I know Trish was there, and I think John and Steve. Uh, Jeff, I don't think you were officially on the team yet. Because um, this, this was before Tr Trish was going to be our on-set person, but she ended up becoming way too famous um, and brought Jeff <laughs> on, on, on the team. Uh, and yeah. I think it was in that meeting in a very organic way and talking about the script and some possibilities. It came up that, and I don't know whose idea it was, it might have been Trish's, it might have been the production companies that, or it might have been something spontaneous that Steve or I came up with in the meeting. Um, but the idea that, that it, instead of blood, it was something, it was something else. Like it was something, once you get in the maze, everything gets mazeified. Um, right, right. And uh, we ran with that idea and did a pass on the script where everything was silly string and, and yarn. And, and then that led to some fun dialogue. Like, is this my good yarn? Which is like my favorite line in the movie. 
I absolutely one of my favorite lines. Oh, and, and, <laughs> and Mira just crushed it. Oh God. Oh, uh, she. You know, Nick, Nick, and Nick and her, but but I I, I think the guy that really kind of uh, steals the show was uh, the reporter. Oh, the, uh, Grinzer Maniac, my God. God, he's hilarious. American I mean, my gold. <laughs> American gold. We would... I, to, in order to, like, upstage Nick, you know, yeah, right. that's pretty – it's actually pretty hard. You see Nick's uh, stand-ups, and, and you go, wow, who could possibly uh, uh, upstage this guy? And and I swear through the whole thing, you know, it was kind of like now it's Nick and now it's him and now it's Nick. It right. was amazing, just amazing. I, there, I, I mean, it, it, we we had to leave a lot on the on the cutting room floor because obviously there's a it's a exercise in tone and tonal matchup. Right. So you have oh, to be careful when you're making a joke and when you're playing playing it very straight and when when you're hitting heartstrings and when you're going for a gag. Yeah, you are. But you are man, writing. That. There are some great James Urbaniak outtakes where he's just well, like rambling and like totally inappropriately getting in people's way. Oh, so funny. I, I would stop what I was doing just to go watch his scenes. Like we wouldn't yeah. be in the middle of building stuff. And I'm like, oh, James is on. Hold on. I got, I'll be right back. And I would just watch him because he would just come up with just sometimes it was just a look. It wasn't even anything he said. Yeah. He would just make you laugh just by right. l- responding it was amazing it was amazing i love uh, I, we did we put one on the uh on the dvd extras and it's when it's it, very early on when annie's packing to go to the maze and and he's basically like he's directing her while she's packing in the closet and he's like what what am i gonna wear in the maze will it be yeah. cold do i need a scarf pick, pick that up no no you don't need that throw that down pick that up it's so, oh, right. Like I never, I could not. I've, I've never watched the clip without laughing to tears, and the fact that it just didn't fit in the movie at all, be, because we tonally, but also because we were, we needed to get inside the maze. We we couldn't we couldn't dawdle, you know. Right. I thought we were already testing the audience's patience with. Okay, clearly there's a maze. Clearly it's otherworldly. How long can we hang out in this apartment before the audience is going to go? What's your problem? Get in the maze. So we just had we had to lose some things, but they're like, right? I right and I can totally understand that because because there's a moment where there there's a moment where you you literally have an argument between a woman and a box, right? <laughs> and and, yeah. and it goes on just exactly the right amount of time. Because it's it's difficult, and I thought, you know, this really needs something. And I I swear, I'm not kidding. I went, this really kind of needs something, and the box started to smoke, <laughs> and I was like, yes, yep. I know exactly why they did that. <laughs> well, that was the uh, that was a chess game. It seems like it seems it was, like the simplest, that was a chess thing. game. Because the movement of the box was to smoke, and I was like, "Oh boy, we're just." <laughs> we always we always talked about in shooting that scene. We always talked about the shooting the maze as if it were Dave, as if it were a character, and trying to get, as you say, movement in the frame or movement of the camera, or she shakes it, or the other thing that right. Jeff, Jeff and his team, and this was in the script, and this this was kind of a head wreck. But anytime anybody touches the maze, it grows. 
So we, we had to be very careful with how we were doing our coverage and stuff, because literally whenever, oh. whenever a character touches the maze, the next time there's a wide shot, it's got four or five more elements. So yeah, so, had like, yeah, you, you can go for it. Well, I, I, I think there was a progression, you know, when you see some of the early, when you first go in the maze, everything is kind of ripped up and everything is just barely getting started. Like he didn't know, like he didn't know what he was doing. And then it starts to, as you see right. throughout the, the maze, it gets better. And it, more artistic, more movement. Yeah. And, but I, I mentioned that I think, the maze in the apartment. In the, Oh, in the oh, in the apartment. What? Oh, yeah, yes, it, that's in right. the apartment. Sorry. Every time a character touches, should I go get my uh -oh, bass? A bass player. <laughs> he made that actually. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I made I that. PC Rich Eagle. Yeah, um, this is yeah, this is a Mixtron. <laughs> we'll hey, I think I think we're all bass players. Let's start a bass band. We'll just, yeah, that, yeah. We'll just well, I the first one I built rhythm. was an upright. <laughs> I'll do rhythm. Well, my I my first base. This isn't it, but I had found it in the trash, and it the neck was off of it, and the thing was split open. So I took it yeah. all apart, glued it back together, fixed it. I gave it to my dad. He loves it. It's great, and it That's sounds great. awesome. Um, anyway, not, not to digress there. <laughs> no, I it's just I I guess so. We're all we're all bass players. Yeah. So yeah. so. So we're all better than everybody else, right. <laughs> and but a little bit, but a little bit quieter about it, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Right. We, we don't need the glory. Wear hats better. Yeah, we don't need the glory. It's because we know how good we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, well, we, this we, is just turning out great. <laughs> We we mapped it out. We mapped it out so that every time someone a character touched the maze, it reacted by like boop, yeah. boop, 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 like new new pieces. So they had this whole stash of like like there's those little cottages. There's you know these giant pipes. Like if if you if you take still frames throughout that sequence, right? And this is this yeah. is one of the elements that's super subtle that may pay off in multiple viewings, but I think keeps it, it gives it an engine even that first time you watch it, it's literally growing in front of your eyes. I'm going to bear that in mind uh, on seven and eight. Okay. <laughs> so also look for this, because this is a little subtle thing I was proud of that nobody noticed because no one cares. Um, the, if, I, if I remember correctly, at the very beginning, the, the enter sign is white. Yes. Right? And, and when they start to contemplate going in or going in it's, or packing to go in, it's green for go. And then as soon as, someone is killed when you come back out and see it it's red, red. yes um i, I actually caught little it. subtle thing wait, I, didn't, wait, I didn't know that <laughs> i didn't know that you didn't have to deal with that that because that was a jv thing because he was the one who had the light controller <laughs> oh i see yeah okay, cool lights. Now, here's a question because i i have a kind of a particular particular favorite part uh <laughs> well, actually, I have two. We'll talk about the first one, uh, the uh, the C, the C that has the uh, the 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 uh, origami creatures. Ah, the the origami pit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the origami pit. That was so brilliant. Uh, guess guess how long? Guess how long we had to shoot that entire scene. <laughs> I there it looks like about two or three days of, of work to tell you the truth. Four hours. 
Four, four hours. hours. Holy shit. Uh, right four how hours for the entire sequence. How, how many people did you have laying underneath all the all the origami <laughs> creatures that were holding up sticks and operating? <laughs> the actors are actually on their knees um, because we didn't have the time or materials to build it. I kind of, uh, I assume, <laughs> I assume that. I absolutely so they do like the, they do like the, the, you know, the old uh, Charlie Chaplin walking. Then right. At that right. Well, you know why well, I knew that? Because I knew that I, somebody had said that, yeah, this was done in Glendale. And I knew that there are so few stages <laughs> in Glendale. Yeah. And I thought, really, if it's done in Glendale, they've got at best a 14-foot ceiling. <laughs> so those guys um, got to be on their knees. <laughs> yeah. Glendale puts well, you down on your knees. That does. Well, and, if you're in Glendale, you're on your knees, baby. It's always been one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> taking it. Uh, that room was not super big. I would say it was probably 20 feet long and 12 feet wide. And so when we were doing that, our intention was to fill that whole room with origami. And we had been working on that origami for a month. I mean, we would have volunteers sort of, come and fold it. and Sort and, of God. Here's what I totally yeah. knew. I knew that at every spare moment, somebody was folding origami. Yeah, there was a time I, 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 when that we had like oh, 10 absolutely. or 15 people in a room just folding it. And so when we, we got it donations. there. We also <laughs> have donations. We have, oh, we yeah, have we had some donations. Like social groups that get together and do origami. And really? then don't. Not with the intention of keeping it. It's about the, the, the moment of it's being the, together. No, it's about the moment, right? They would, yeah. just, they would just give it to us at the end of their so, session. So, so ba when, ba basically, they're, they're, they're a wannabe art department because that's exactly what we do. Right. So then... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So then, uh, so when we had done it, we had several trash bags full of these origami things. And by the time when we put it in that room, it covered like five square feet of it. So <laughs> we had to come up with a plan. And that, I was you know, say, like 20 by 12. Jesus uh, Christ. It, it was pretty big. So we ended up, that's what we built up the side. And then we just kind of on the, on the platforms, we just spread that stuff out. And then right. we put other trench underneath it was i'm it. Sure, i'm sure, absolutely sure i, I you yeah. know the thing is is you're about you're talking about a guy who's had 35 40 years in art department and i yeah, sort of got knew. i probably i knew what you went through more than you knew you know our you pain through. yeah probably. i knew your pain oh for 100 percent. You, yeah. you probably would have shook your head when we said we were going to do it in the first place you would have been yeah. like what and because they're well, hey wait a minute wait a minute yeah I did this. I did like what you did, only with fucking steel cars. <laughs> Four hundred cars Nightmare that three? were crushed. Nightmare Four. three. Yep. Four. Oh, I thought Four. it was a dream. I thought it would have been nope. a dream warrior scene where they find him in the trunk. Kincaid. And that's right. And Ford. that's right. But that was that was small. The next one was the maze. Remember, uh, four was the zoom maze. out. Yeah. yeah. Freddy's yeah. back. Yeah. Boom. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's back. Yeah. Three, three but, was my jam. Three was no. my jam. But you know what? In all honesty, and I did three and four. Here's here's the thing. Three is a better film, right? There's just no doubt about it. Three is the better film, and it's got drama, and it's got. But four, <laughs> four, four is a, is a snack that I go back to all the time, right? Nice. I'll, have to know, I'll have to revisit. I'll have to revisit. I haven't seen that one in ages. 
Yeah, the four is just such an expanded. Uh, it, it's it's like it's like uh, fr- three on steroids, you know. Wow, that's I I always felt three was uh, the concept on steroids. So I I, I definitely got to read. I don't think I've seen four since I was a kid. Got to read. Yeah, gotta check it out. It's it, well now that you know what hell an art department can be, go <laughs> back and check it out. Honestly, I get yeah. so stressed out watching art department heavy movies now. I'm like, oh, the- <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, what's, what's the how many people? Uh, how many people are still in that fucking right. pit? That's oh, what I want right. to know. What's the, the character in Galaxy Quest? Those poor people. Those uh, poor- are still in there. <laughs> right, Galaxy Quest. Those poor people. Yeah. Surely you don't think Gilligan's Island? Oh, those poor people. Oh, those poor people. <laughs> I love that movie. But yeah, Gal- it's hard to watch the 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 production design heavy movies and not just you know oh, oh, it's bow down well, to what the and, department's going well, through. And here's the thing about Nightmare on Elm Street four is Nightmare on Elm Street four was the last time that such a big film would be done without any CGI. I mean it. You know it's we didn't know it at the time, but we were kind of like the end the end of an era. That had yeah. been that consistently had been since the eighteen you know the late eighteen hundreds. Oh yeah, it was, it was kind of the last of that. Uh, uh, it, it's it's kind of why I wrote a book about it is because it, it was the last of this. It was this whole new wave of people coming in that were going to teach the old guys, uh, you know, how how to really do it, and the old guys that were still around at that time were the guys that had come from the studio system, right? The very end of the studio system. And, and it was that big, that big uh, movement. And, and then the nineties come along and all through the nineties, you started to uh, experiment with, with formats and experiment with the digital thing. And, uh, and, and by the end of it, things had, had completely changed, you know. And, and the great yeah. thing is, is then it gets like the 2000 and 210 and everybody comes in and replaces us. <laughs> yes. With their, with that, those damn kids with their, their digital this and their digital that. And no, we'll yeah. do it with a drone. And no, we, we don't need film. And <laughs> yeah. Uh. Hey, I don't want to be replaced, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all my projects are all practical effects, so. Yeah, well, well, you know, but that's come back, you know. Yes. Uh, and the problem is, is that the practical effects are, are never, uh, they're never producer friendly, you know. Right. Because no. the producer, the producer wants a number and an amount of time. Right. Oh yeah. And when you do, and when you do a practical effect, you're kind of like, well, we're, we'll kind of well, it's still a little here. Gonna work. That's a, right. yeah, yeah. How can you, how can you not know if it's going to work? Well, can, they didn't. Yeah. I mean, back in our day, we didn't even know what it looked like until the next day. Yeah. Right. Right. You can visualize how it's going to go right, but you can't always visualize how it's going to go wrong in many, many ways. Uh, <laughs> no. Well. We were saved on our movie because pretty much everything did go wrong, but we yeah. always had two leaf blowers and five smoke machines. So no matter what, we can make this look cool. Just stick, stick a, well, yeah. stick a leaf Let me tell you guys. A bunch of stuff, blow some smoke in, we'll be fine. 
You know what the big joke was back in our day? We'll fix it in post. Oh, right. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Nowadays, you can fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, did, we did a lot of that. We, we couldn't. We could only we could only use it as a joke. Oh, yeah, guys, yeah. Uh, we'll just fix it in post, and everybody walks away going, "Yeah, right. That's ever going to happen." No, we. <laughs> we I, I uh, yeah, I I almost feel guilty by how many times we did things like for comedic timing. We did a split screen, um, to right? Combine two different performances. There was one moment in in we were screening it for friends. And there was a moment of confusion where we realized we needed to recap what, what the call to action was because people weren't quite right. getting it. Um, right. And we had shot, it's a wide shot on a locked off camera, which was just what that shot needed to be. Um, right. But we had a rehearsal take where James Urbaniak had his back to camera in, in that take. But then when we actually finished the blocking and shot it, he wasn't in the shot. Right. But we used the rehearsal take with the locked off camera, put James ah, back gotcha. in the scene. He has oh, that's how he got in there. Yeah, he has his back <laughs> to the camera. And because his whole character is like, as the director is restating what's already happening, right. um, we basically have him recap what the plan. So we're going to build the maze and then destroy it. Would that be right? Like he just literally recaps the call to right. action with his back to camera as ADR. That's and that is really that is really funny. I like I like the uh, because I definitely remember yeah uh, getting a little lost, getting yeah. going. Wait, wait, yeah. what? What are we trying to do? He literally just he recaps and, it, and, he and everybody literally like, oh. does. Yeah, he everybody literally does a recap right there, and I go, "Wow, that was well timed." Because Which I was getting character. lost right about there. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's his character. That's how his character behaves. So it worked right. narratively. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then everybody, everybody exits because he he wasn't supposed to be talking anyway. So everyone walks off, and he goes, "Well, I'll take that as a yes." Which I'll is take like that another as a, yeah. <laughs> another joke on top of it to cover the fact that everyone just completely ignores him and walks out of the room because he was never supposed to be there in the first place. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. No. It was, it was, and and uh, I have a question about the uh, the keyboard uh, the keyboard room. Uh, mm -hmm. So you had at least twenty feet to set that keyboard room up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the people one. coming the people coming yeah. in and out. Uh, none of that was in forced perspective some of yeah we ended up making a miniature so what you right when you look down the hall that's a miniature right that's, really, that's, that's a miniature okay that's what i thought and then the big one we only had enough room to make maybe eight keys 10 keys something like that that's a, so right just enough to get the people to walk in well, and out of it right and so, so like, that, up against the wall of the stage <laughs> that's yeah. that's what i that, lean out you know that's what i figured because i didn't i didn't I remember asking. It's funny because I, I, I was trolling and going around and trying to find every little piece of information I could about this uh, after I watched it the first time, and I found out that it was done on a very small stage in Glendale. And I thought, eh, really, you know. Uh, uh, now, now, did you uh, tie the miniature in uh, with? Uh, digitally or did you actually use a foreground miniature no um, we, no we just with just with the edit yeah just, oh just with the, with the edit just for the yeah. length of that shot gotcha yeah if you look like the the camera dollies in as they're looking like oh my god and the reverse shot is the miniature with the matching dolly move and then we start shooting hot, sort of high and wide looking down on what we had 
and then everything right. else everything else is pretty tight. Um, okay. I was going to say originally that we tried it as a post. We tried to build it in the computer, and it it just looked bad. It didn't look like it fit. So that's when we went back and made the miniature. Yeah, someday dance premiere and a few of the other early uh, festival screenings that had the digital mat, and then oh, we replaced okay, it. We replaced now, it with the uh, with the. Um, when with I the, with just with the the cut, okay. Yeah. When I did uh, Hercules, we <laughs> we discovered the shifting process, and I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but it's you know how we just describe something as as being uh well it was done with mirrors well we had a giant being approached by hercules and what we were trying to do and we actually achieved it is uh prometheus is frozen in his chair and we wanted prometheus to be huge and and you know uh hercules to be his normal size and so what we did is the shifting process is uses the a 45 degree mirror. So here's the full set down here, right? And then there's a 45 degree mirror right here yeah. and it doesn't and have a backing person. on it. Right. And then we have the giant over here sitting yeah. over here and he's sitting in the top half of the entire set, right? Which means it it's it's actually a little tiny set where he's huge in it. Right. Right. So what we did is we had all these columns in there and, uh, and the columns go up about 10 feet. So Hercules can come in and Hercules walks in and talks to a monitor. And then I got to scrape the mirror. So we set up a camera, put a monitor back behind it and I'm scraping the mirror. Now we figured out mathematically that this was going to be, 10 times and, and so we built these columns and then did you know uh, a tenth of that back on the size here and literally I got to look in the mirror and scrape out because you're looking right at the mirror like this and you have to scrape out right here where you're going to see Hercules down there wow right yeah <laughs> and so uh literally I I got to sit back here and, and scrape on the mirror and then see the rest, and then watch all these columns connect themselves, right by bit by bit. And I have to tell you something. And then the DB comes in. He says, "Oh, this looks great. Let's smoke it up." Oh no! Let me tell you, yeah, let me tell you something. Smoke is different. <laughs> yeah. Smoke. Right. So, so what we what we did is we absolutely in, introduced an element that was of one size equal on both sides of it and mm. immediately you could tell a difference because this yeah. way it was this way it was only going like uh 10 feet and yeah. uh, and underneath the mirror it was going like 50 feet right 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 so so it, it it's it's just great the learning process that that making film can put you through well, we tried to, and I definitely do this even more now, but I tried to make sure that the, I always try to make sure all my product, all my projects are very production design heavy. They almost start with production design. Um, right. So I try to make sure that my DP is always in constant communication with my production designer. 
this, about what the it, plan is, what the intentions are, what the additional right. elements are going to be, whether or not a wall needs to move, um, you know, what, and, you know, it, it, it informs what the production designer says he can physically do, informs what the well, DC, and, and, which and lenses what, he's going to use. How, how the light, how the light looks yep. coming onto the set and, and making sure that you get the colors so that you can get the depth of the saturation uh, it, 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 in other words, you have to have like if you're doing as much horror as I've done in my time, you have to make sure that your walls are dark enough. Even if it's a white wall, it it can look white, but it's got to be dark enough so it can accept that cone, that cone of a light, and and right. and all because yeah, it, it's it's real, and you've got to get connected with the effects people and you know your your wardrobe and the whole thing. It's a uh, a good production designer is going to be outside of the realm of his department almost immediately. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I was a PA for like for years and I was just constantly frustrated by how much all of the departments hated each other. So on all of my projects as early as possible, I try to get all the departments communicating with each other. If even wardrobe sending me stuff, I'm like, Hey DP, what do you think of this? Hey, production designer, this is what I'm looking at. You know, right, just so that, right. you know, even if it exhausts me to be the, the person who has to be the, the communication, I just I want to make sure that the departments, you know, aren't entrenched and at each other's right. throats all the time because it, you can't get anything done. Yeah. I feel like we, and, we and you're going to be miserable. Well, well, I think that happened well on Day Made a Maze. I think everybody was communicating and to the yeah. point where we were able to help each other out. I could get right. a costume designer could help me if I needed something like there was some Minotaur things and that was essentially made out of cardboard, but I needed somebody else to put that on him. And so he was able to step in and do that with no problem. And I think yeah. all of us communicated in that way very well. Okay, yeah, guys. I, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately the time bell has rung. Oh, no. and so, yeah, but I, I, I this is, this has been for me such a joy. I have to tell you something. This, but to, to have Rabbit Hole and to have this ability to go in and see a great film and then get a hold of you people and torture you is <laughs> fucking amazing. Now, um, do me a favor. Uh, how do we get a hold of you guys and uh, and um, give it? Give us your your stories. How do we yeah. get a hold of you? Uh, I'm on Twitter as Bill Tweeterson, um, and I'm on Instagram as not that Bill Waterson, um, okay. <laughs> with with underscores, uh, right. because while I am from Cleveland, I did not create Calvin and Hobbes. Um, That's yeah. I'm easy to reach. I'm easy to reach. Uh, yeah, and, and, and uh, you guys, and you're answering to Dave Made a Maze on Messenger, right? Yeah, yeah. And Dave Made a Maze is on is on all all the platforms. Dave made a tweet. Um, uh, and, and Dave made is on Instagram and, and yeah. I, I run the socials for all those. So, so we're easy right. to find. And the film is streaming on Amazon. It's on Amazon Fine. right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it's, it's been available on iTunes for 99 cents if you're not a prime member, but it's, it's around. Yeah. Um, what have you got coming up? I am, I have a, a TV show optioned with, um, the Henson company and village roadshow. Um, oh. It's all practical effects and puppets, and oh, we're, we're going out with that. We're going out with that later this year, and then I've got 
a vampire movie. A producer read it and said, it, it sounds like you're, you want Rob Bottin to take over Henson's Creature Shop and tell him to go ape shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much the movie. Uh, so practical effects heavy vampire movie. I got a kind of an Indiana Jones with a Last Dragon vibe movie that I'm out with that I might be making over in Europe. Uh, and then I'm writing the next one, which is a magical realist fairy tale off of a oh. story that I optioned. Well, uh, again, it, all practical. Jeff, so what what do you got coming up, and how do we get uh, a hold of you? Well, you can find me. I, I have a website. I don't do the Twitter or the social media at this point, but my, it's just jeffbartlettwhite.com. That's my website, and you can you can email me through that and see some of the things I've been working on. Um, I've been working in the last couple of years with a little group called the Kyoto Brothers. I don't know if you've heard of them. They yeah. did uh, the Killer Clowns. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, we've had, um, and I, I, I work mostly in stop motion in the last few years. And so we did a stop motion animated feature for Netflix. It's coming out this year, I think, called Alien Xmas. So you should watch that. And yeah. I are directed that. And then, um, and then I'm working now with the Kyoto Brothers on another thing. I don't know if you remember this thing on YouTube. It was called Marcel the Shell. It was voiced by Ginny Slate. And so we're doing the feature um, animation for that. It's we're working in post right now, animating those characters. Well, great. So, uh, by the way, I, I did Critters. Uh, I built the town of Critters too. That town. <laughs> that that, yeah. that town was all built from scratch and. Uh, <laughs> I got a great story. I can I can I do a quick Kyoto Brothers story? Yeah. So well, do you have to I'm I got nowhere to be. The, the, Kyo, the Kyoto Brothers had a, an idea that they were gonna you remember the big where all the um critters hold onto each other, right? And they get into this big ball, right? Yeah. And well the first concept of it was that they were gonna make an aluminum frame mm. and and they were and they were going to uh skin skin it and they they as a proof of concept they brought out the uh complete uh six foot high uh, it was only six foot high uh, uh they brought out this skin and out to the set where we were and uh <laughs> and, and everybody was everybody from the construction uh was kind of like looking at it going well that's kind of janky don't 100% know if that's going to work. I mean, this is, this is, and literally they set it up on a hillside and let it go. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, and it grow it goes, it starts down the hill and almost immediately it was, uh, shedding, uh, uh, it was shedding critters left and right critters are coming off. And as it's going, every it starts to bounce. And as it bounces, it's getting smaller and smaller. And critters are jumping off and smaller and smaller and smaller. It gets to the bottom of the hill. It's about the size of a basketball and it's critterless. And I'm not kidding. If you ever go out to that hillside, I'm a hundred percent sure that archaeologists are going to find a whole bunch of critters. And go, what, the, what the fuck was this? So, it's a new so, missing uh, link. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, ask them about that back in the day. <laughs> but I, I feel like the idea of a ball that launches critters off it—that has its own yeah, kind of well, appeal. It, yeah, I, I gotta right? tell you something. It would work for a comedy. I can tell you because I've seen the crowd react. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, this TJ, is fun. Thank take you. us home, baby. Well, hey, yeah, did you guys have a good time? Because we did. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. It was it was an honor. Honestly, it was a blast. Well, thank you guys coming on. Uh, thank you for answering my questions. And thank you all listeners for tuning in on another episode of the Rabbit Hole Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser. This is Mick Strawn. These are the guys from Dave uh, Minimaze, Bill Watterson, Jeff White. Thank you guys. See you next week. Thanks, guys. I really thank appreciate you so much. it. I really do.